0: Hello, friends, fellow Americans. Listen, listen, Jack. When you are, you know, you're making the podcast, you're sitting down to listen, you got a lot of choices. Uh, you go to the, um, what do you call uh, it, the Podbean, and you see all those names, and you pick our name. So I think when you're making the content, it's just best to be straight up. You say, you shake the person's hand, you say hello, and welcome. Uh, uh, Brandon, Yeah. This-
1: you kind of maybe keep the intro a little more, you know, yes. succinct and nice. in in, in, I, in brand. I fine. just believe
0: we just gotta let people know who we are, what we stand for. Uh, listen, He's doing here. Fine. listen here, listen here, <laughs> yeah, listen just, here. We, we're just, we're just I gotta we ask.
1: I don't know. He seems ask Brandon me. seems a little off. Brandon, start the intro over. All right, just you know.
0: All right. Okay. We're
1: starting the show. You know, you know All the right. drill. Come on. Let's go.
0: This is Not Safe for Wonks. Brandon Buchanan here, and you know, I'm here to just tell you what I'm here for, and if you don't like the podcast, you listen to the other wonks. You listen to the other wonks. When I was a kid, I was I didn't even have podcasts. We had cassette tapes. We made little radio shows. We had 99X in Atlanta, and we would hit the record button, and uh there would be radio shows just from you talking and really it's the same. It hasn't changed. There were some really tough dudes on AM radio. We used to have something called music midtown. Uh, and there was a band, uh, 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 called, uh, uh, Brandon, we had a, we had a. Remember
1: before, before the show, we talked about we were gonna intro the app. We had a plan, and we kind of we discussed what we were gonna say. And this, this whole radio thing, I think it's been
2: fine. It's we're we're successfully parasocializing, and we're getting a glimpse into Brandon's childhood. He's doing fine, and we don't need don't, any. Th- Leia,
1: we don't need Leia, any think, changes. Serious, I think something's maybe not all right with brandon i know I...
2: if brandon has worked for dozens of episodes and we can continue to have him work we like go back 50
1: episodes ago and and listen to him talk and he's lucid and he's eloquent and right now
0: he just he doesn't
1: really seem to know what's going on brandon are you
0: are you okay i'm i'm perfectly fine i've just uh been under quarantine for the last uh uh i don't know 14 days i've got the collective soul playlist in my mind uh that oh played you, back got
1: qu- you got court quor- you got court you just said you had quarantine brain i thought i thought you had the dc brain worms or something oh
2: god i thought we all i thought the we shanghai all shakes <laughs> <laughs>
1: hello everybody welcome back to not safe for wonks we're still trapped down here in the bunker but we're trying to remain smiling about something or if failing that perhaps we can grimace while making a mean joke i don't know uh kennedy cooper here
0: and in buchanan i always say you know if you can't be happy be mad it's just important to be your authentic self and be in touch with yourself uh, that's the key to spiritual health: just being your authentic, full-powered self at all times. Um, Leia, be your authentic, full-powered self. <laughs> I I try to. I try to. We, We're glad we, that you're together.
1: choosing to spend a a little time with us today. Uh, we know we haven't really been on our normal schedule. Uh, Nothing has been, it's been on its been normal a, schedule. It's kind of been a pandemic going on, I guess. So uh, here's uh, the
0: thing, <laughs> Kennedy. When you're when you're like a poor to middle-class person, there's always a pandemic. Um, It's not hitting everybody at once, though. So if you have like a job, that's like your personal pandemic, like your job fills up your schedule, that's your personal pandemic, and you've got to go and deal with that for like three or four weeks. And usually, if if you're a longtime fan of the show, we kind of rotate in and out with like our frequency at the top of the show. Like there are times when Kennedy's kind of not here as much. And there's times when I'm not here as much. And there's times when Leia's not here as much. This was a period where just all of us were going through the shit at the same time, uh, which kind of throws our schedule. Yeah,
1: we were just like each individually kind of slammed by the onset of... Virus of the virus and i mean we kind of knew this was coming like even when we were joking about it before it really hit we were being clear that like we do expect this to be really bad and uh it was it was really bad and um you know a lot of us are having personal issues related and even if we're not then we have friends and family and people in our mutual aid networks and things like that that are in need. And so uh, like for me, I'm, I'm not too terribly struggling personally just yet, but I've had some family members that have been in trouble since this started. And so it's just been like a whole thing.
0: Yeah. This is the first time maybe in my life where like some bad shit is happening and I'm not just like getting destroyed by whatever the bullshit is. I remember like 2008, I was just getting obliterated. And this for this incident so far, and you never know what will change at your work situation because it looks like everybody's going to have less money to spend, right? So mm-hmm. who knows what will happen like three months from now. But right now I'm okay and I'm trying to save every dollar because who knows what will happen.
2: Yeah, um, I think uh, for me, this is really interesting because this is the, if I may have a certified Leia Zoomer moment, This is the first national crisis of the 20th century that I have been, that I've had agency in because nine 11 and the upswell in nationalism and the invasions of Iraq and Everything related to that. I was growing up in that I didn't really understand what was going on. Oh, wait, it was the same deal. I didn't know what was happening. My parents were pretty insulated from it, but they still took a few hits. And now I'm an adult. And now there are people that I depend on that could be on the chopping block. My roommate, who is the sole source of income for our household, for the apartment, they just did layoffs at her work. And they say they won't do any more layoffs, but do you really trust them?
0: You have no idea how bad things are going to get, right? We don't. I'm feeling that same kind of way. Uh, here's what's interesting um, for you: this this is like your first major adult crisis. 9/11 was just mm-hmm. life for you, and the 9/11 era, because you yeah, was just growing up. Like you have I no mean, frame of I've, reference.
2: I've never. I sw- and we said this back a long, long time ago in our 9/11 episode. I've never been to an airport that didn't have TSA. And I don't know. I can't. I, it's hard to imagine an airport without having to take off your shoes and your jacket. And you go through the scanner and you dump all your shit into the bins.
1: Also, when all this stuff was like kind of starting and ramping up, you were so fucking young. I mean, you literally like, what were you going to do? I mean, I was 11 years old when 9-11 happened, which meant by the time that the Iraq war was going on, Uh, I was 12 and I was protesting because I was a 12 year old. Like I was old enough to, you know, like give a shit and have a little bit of agency. Um, And so I was attending a lot of anti-war protests and stuff like that. Um, But like you don't do that as a two year old.
0: (laughs) Woke babies. Woke babies. You were 12 year old. I mean, it's not wildly different being a two year old. You were a little woke baby. I was a little bit older than you. I think I was like 14, 15, something like that. And I wasn't, like, going to protest. I was just like, this shit sucks, man. Uh, yeah. And obviously, we've talked about this before, but obviously a very different media landscape. There was, like, no room to vent about this situation, uh, aside from maybe people at your school, because there was no social media. There was no real media that was anti-war at all. So it was like the entire rest of the world had gone crazy. Um like if today Medicare for all like wasn't covered <laughs> and like you, there was no Twitter. So you'd be like, man, we, we could use some <laughs> some fucking healthcare right now. But nobody else was saying that except for like you and two of your classmates. Um, here's what I'll say. This situation, Leia, that we're going through and Kennedy, you can agree or disagree. Feels like 9-11 in slow motion, maybe crossed with climate change. There wasn't so much stupidity for for this, you know, for 9-11. It was so fast.
2: I think in addition, 9-11 happened to a concept. I mean, as much as it did, as much as 9-11 did impact a lot of people in the sense of uh, the people that died and the families of the people that died and the people of New York City, in terms of direct material effects, 9-11 really didn't touch too many people it touched the concept of america and the concept of freedom and that sort of thing but yeah. this is affecting materially pretty much everyone in
1: the u.s also,
0: yeah, mo- also most people
1: really did not happened. lose a job because of 9-11 mm-hmm.
0: right like, and this uh Leia, did you i know you saw it and maybe kennedy saw it did you guys see that gamecube intro yeah unemployment rate and it mm-hmm. just going up blah, blah, down there and then it just shoots through the roof on a fucking
1: snap and six million no it's actually 10 million now
2: it was six million last week three million the week before that so 10 million and to put that number in perspective the job loss uh how how long it took 08 to lose 10 million jobs was 12 weeks it took us two
1: also let's just be clear that a lot of people don't file for unemployment. Um, a lot of people have like situations where it's like, uh, well, like, I mean, I'm a great example. Like I work primarily like contract work, you know? Um, so I am not a traditional employee at any time. And so like, you know, I don't get to file for unemployment. So I don't even count towards these numbers. Uh, fortunately, I do have a little bit of income still right now because of the nature of being a contract worker, like, there is an upside at the moment for me. But that could dry up in a second. Like, I'm in the situation you're in, Brandon, where it's like, if people stop spending money to some extent, then, like, I'm done, too. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's crazy. I I, I do want to say, as a tangent, though, uh, about, like, my youthful protesting. You know, you said yourself, like, you knew back then that the shit sucked. I just happened to live in a place where there was encouragement for youth to be involved in politics at that time and it's very unusual for anyone to really like present that as an option to the youth but i think if you had gone around to most of the like 10 to 14 year olds in the country that you would have found that a lot of the young people didn't want the war with iraq and were scared of it and thought it was going to be a horrible nightmare
0: no young person wants to go to war (laughs) I mean, no one, none of them them understand what imperialism is. None of them are like, well, the idea of we should send a bunch of people to like be in war so that we can uh, secure geopolitical resources. The only,
2: the only like young people that understand realpolitik are the sorts of. Pete Buttigieg test tube babies that were born in a (laughs) laboratory and have been force fed West Wing episodes since the day they were able to understand language.
1: Okay, wait, hold on. Here's a question for both of you. Um, So, West Wing, obviously, that's what you force feed the Pete Buttigieg's, but the conservatives also manufacture their own little, like, perfect political babies. Uh, what do they what do they show those kids?
0: Those kids don't watch TV. They, they they have to listen to Rush. Yeah. <laughs> they listen to New Board. Uh, May, maybe,
2: <laughs> maybe uh so every Friday
0: they show them Red Dawn. <laughs> no, they watch uh they watch 24. Mm. Uh,
1: oh <laughs> dude. <laughs> I
0: hate to say because 24 <laughs> actually was my favorite show back in the day, man. Love 24. Really? Shit. I never liked it. Just loved that there was action in every episode. It was like Die Hard and like I didn't take like the fucking terror like I was a kid. I was, you know, I knew not to take the fucking torture shit seriously. But I, so I wouldn't say I was being brainwashed by 24, but yeah, Jack Bauer, I was like, what a badass. He's he's kicking ass, he's taking names, won't take no for an answer. Black president, saving the country. <laughs> No, no, I, I let that part of my brain just like it. And also, uh Nina Myers, one of my favorite characters, without spoiling anything, uh just a lot of 24 was a very fun show. It fell off like around season six, but those first five years, not bad.
2: Uh getting back to something that I wanted to say earlier.
0: To you were two when twenty four was out. What are we talking about here? Yeah.
2: But another thing to note about the unemployment numbers is that a lot of people um, just weren't able to file, but they wanted to because the numbers were swamped. And the websites were crashing. And yeah, it's, 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 we haven't, we haven't even seen the bottom yet.
1: Also, unemployment is just a labyrinthine nightmare. Oh God, there's seven
2: different measures of unemployment and it's so bullshit and it's so stupid. It's
1: it's all just so contrived to exclude as many people as possible. And it's just the stupidest shit, you know, means. Number go down.
0: (laughs) Number go down. Number good. Uh, especially in Florida where the entire system has been like literally designed to fuck people, Mm -hmm. but just all of a sudden the people who are used to doing the fucking suddenly are like, this system sucks. This is what you have to go through when you're unemployed. Yeah. Um, the one they're getting fucked now. That's right. I think it says in the Bible, uh, the, 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 the fuckies shall be the first to be fucked. Uh. Basically, you can ask Lao. <laughs> Bring Lao in for his biblical perspective on fucker and fucky relationships. Mm-hmm.
1: It will be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man's dong to fit through pussy the, of heaven. the
0: pussy <laughs> of heaven. <laughs> That's <right>. That's <laughs> so, in this landscape where the world is is changing. And I don't know whether this will have a nine eleven style impact on our psyche because because it is slow motion. I thought that just like body count would do the trick, but maybe not. Like I guess we won't know for another month or so because maybe in a month there will be so much chaos that there will just be a national outcry. Of, like, why didn't someone stop this shit from happening? Uh, but mm-hmm. maybe not. Like, maybe it's enough time that people get used to it. I do think that this coronavirus crisis or situation is such a good test for whether we will survive climate change. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yeah, it, for sure. I was gonna say, like, you keep saying it's a slow motion 9 11, but to me, I think of it as a, a, a sped up climate change, but like, light.
0: Yes. Because we're seeing the same like the institutional stupidity, the denialism, the anti-science, people like doing harmful actions just to prove that they can just even do the shit and get away with it. Also, Uh, the
1: sheer inability of our economy to function in the face of a real anything existing, uh, you know, any kind of strife, which, of course, if you're a oppressed person... Here or especially in another country that we oppress more directly, um, you know full well that feeling <laughs> of yeah. like the the you know the system cannot uh function for you, but a lot of people have gotten used to the idea that things were functioning.
0: 2029 um, and 2020 season is like a lot of white folks like stepping into our shoes for the first time. And it's very funny. <laughs> Just watching like, oh, the political, you know, or the Mm -hmm. the whole thing with tone and the Warren supporters, you mean white people will sabotage you if they don't like your fucking tone? That's, that's fucking weird. Oh, man. I gotta
2: say, "Mm -hmm." I gotta say that today, uh, this year was a very interesting year for my life to begin in the sense that, you know, my parents kicked me out. I had moved to Texas. My life started happening at a very accelerated rate. And at the same point in time, the Earth life started happening there. A lot of uh, just I mean, you've you all have lived through this year, so you know what's happened in it.
1: Yeah, it's just
2: Just an an incredible point of time to start being an adult.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's I can relate in a way because I literally I graduated high school 2008. um, And like I've talked about this. Um, I, not too much on the show, but actually a, a couple times on Twitter, it's come up <laughs> in some conversations. Um, but like, uh, fucking graduating high school in 2008 was surreal as fuck because I, I was literally on like the cusp of like being fed this story my whole life, and then in 2008, that story just comes apart completely. Right as I'm graduating and needing to like figure things out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It was just like, what's just going on? Life, was- the whole world has exploded,
2: right? As my whole world exploded.
0: I'm a suck ass to be born in 2001. Let me tell you, your <laughs> oh, whole God. life has been fucked before you could even take the wheel of life, before you yeah. even could have yeah. a part or a I was, in, life. I, was born
2: in the- I was born into the immediate aftermath of 9-11, and my early childhood was dominated by that. And then when I started to grow into my youth. The 08 recession happened. uh, And then now, as I'm beginning to become an adult, this happens. My entire life has been dominated by tragedy. National tragedy as points of reference.
0: We are born into a fucked world. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen. If it makes you better, we were too. Like, <laughs> all of us were. Like, we were just teenagers. So it's not mm-hmm. like we had more of an opportunity to fix this shit. Oh, Gen no. no. Gen X. They're the ones to fucking get. They yeah. could have stopped yeah. that shit. Really they it wasn't even enough of them. them. So really the boomers have just by numbers, they have had the fucking wheel and it's not until they're starting to, to die and they won't mm-hmm. die because they have too much money and it gets mm-hmm. them to fucking medical coverage. Fucking they're so- driving
2: driving the entire country on a road trip to a place that all of us have forgotten and they keep falling asleep at the wheel
0: and drifting into the other lane. Sounds like Godspeed, you Black Emperor lyrics, but sure. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I opened up my wallet and it is full of
0: coronavirus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's full
1: of N95
0: masks. (laughs) It's not all boomers, obviously, but we're just talking about y'all as a demographic. I know boomers listen to the show. We're not. We love you. But your compatriots, good lord, you know you know what they're like. This yeah.
2: generation, Gen Z, what the fuck are we going to do? I don't know. No we're, idea. There's a Kennedy. profound uncertainty. When, when you, I mean, no, I can't ask that of you because when you all were coming of age, the 08 crisis is happening. We need to get a fucking old person who come, who came of age in a period of not national crisis And it was like, hey, how did it feel when things didn't fucking blow all the time?
0: But they thought that their national crises were national crises. Because I grew up, I did grow up watching the news. So, like, for them, national crisis was O.J. Simpson and Bill Clinton's blowjob. Those things transfixed the nation. And there was so much. I can't believe that. Yeah. I I will even
1: say one step further that, like, uh, I think a lot of boomers do remember some like periods of crisis some of which that would seem very foreign to us now and because of that they kind of have this perception oh you know i live through these things you can't imagine which is like sort of technically true but the scope scale and like destructiveness of the crises that they went through is not really comparable a lot of the time to like some of the stuff that we are going through and facing especially climate change like everything kind of pales in comparison to that. Come on. Like it's, it's insane to even pretend that like anything that anyone has been through in the last hundred, 200 years really like is going to come close to the insane shift in things that we're going to see. Like I said earlier, like what you're seeing with coronavirus where so much of the economy simply cannot function anymore. Um, where like all of these things that we thought were essential turns out are not and where all of these things that it, we said that we couldn't do we're just going to have to do because the alternative is people just dying in the street um like that's going to be climate change i hate to be like doom and gloom about it but it's it doesn't have to be a doom and gloom thing the same way that coronavirus doesn't have to be you know the next plague and just like ravage absolutely everything but it requires us being willing to make a lot of changes and you know as we've seen uh some of that stuff is kind of happening and some of it not really at all
0: some of us are killing the people around us just out of pure, reckless spite. I don't know whether it's... I wish we could talk to someone who's in that, that frame, because is it just dumbness or meanness or what's going on? I,
2: I don't know. It's the same sort of drive that drove um, old people out to vote for Biden, specifically in order to suppress the youth vote, those that was, that was swelling up for Bernie. I think it's that same sort of drive of fuck the fuck the young. I don't give a shit about them. I just want pleasure. I was reading that um, cruise bookings for 2021 are up from what they typically are, which is insane.
1: Yeah, that's wild.
2: Can we just can we just get together? Can we form? We have a quorum here. Can we official podcast line cruises are a dumb unnecessary, polluting, expensive, shitty industry all, that should not
0: exist. First of all, I feel like if the OG3 all decide on something that it should override any quorum anyway. So, as a, as an OG3 member, uh I would like to move for unanimous consent, uh cruises are bullshit. Carried second? unanimously. Second, I
1: I am proud to say that I will also be carrying this motion. Wonderful. Uh, I would just yeah. like to point out that cruise lines do not even pay taxes in America and are begging for a bailout from our government so oh. they want tax money that they don't even pay into at all because they all fucking list their companies in like yeah.
0: fucking... Barbados.
1: Right. Yeah, oh, St. You know. Martin.
0: Yeah, they're all in Bermuda. Yeah. So why don't you get fucking Bermuda to give you a bailout? Oh wait, it's a tax and, shelter. And
2: even I have I money. have been on the other side of I've been on the other side of this because my parents were, were were rich fucks and took me on cruises and they sucked ass and they weren't fun. Don't go on them. To these
0: retirees. Why the are you thing doing do this? On cruise, the only thing to do on a so, cruise is sit next to old people and eat
1: and get drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um good, you can do it at home.
1: Yeah, uh, or you know, just go to a bar. That's you know, go to the bar. One. There'll
0: be women there that are like not that don't like have eight kids and are yeah. like booty. Just you mean just,
1: eight grandkids?
0: Yeah, <laughs> fuck are you? Fuck are you doing? Come on!
1: All right, so listen though, I think that honestly, like my impression of like the weird mentality of some members of the older generation about coronavirus is it is a type of fear they're just not afraid of the same stuff that we are or the way that that fear translates is kind of different maybe is another way to put it um i don't know i i definitely talk to older people sometimes and and even like the most Some of the most progressive older people that I know will say curious things about uh, like sort of fear of change and things like that. Like, I think a lot of us young folks, we're kind of scared of getting coronavirus and dying or having a loved one die of coronavirus or things like that. But for a lot of these older folks, it seems more like what they're afraid of is just the fact that things are so weird right now.
0: (laughs) They seem more scared that someone will tell them what to do than they are afraid of suffocating from a deadly disease. Like, literally. All right. So this is a good example. Uh, I wouldn't say my grandmother's representative the population, but she like uh, 94 years old. She's very old. And I was just telling her, like, because it's getting a little bit warmer and she does not like to go out in the cold. So the weather's getting a little bit better. And she's like, hey, I want to start going to church. want to start going out, that kind of stuff we were like, no, nah, you can't go out right now because it's a it's a vi- a deadly virus going out. She was like, what you mean a a vi- like the flu? Uh, and we were like, yeah, it's like the flu, but worse because we don't have like no cure for it, and uh, it spreads real easy. And so she was like, okay, well, when's church? Because the memorial's coming, uh, and you know she's Jehovah's Witness, so he's like, memorial's coming in a couple of weeks. What, what you mean? Uh, and we were like, you can't go to the memorial. And to be fair, like even the first her first reaction was she sat there for like five minutes. And then she just said, "Like I don't know where you know the government lies about about diseases and things like that." Now, okay, black person of a certain age, you might say, "Well, you know there were lots of of medical maladies and in, involving black folks that we won't even get into because it would be a whole separate episode." Um, but just older people just have a distrust of doctors and don't trust medicine at all. It actually wasn't even after her church, and I give them credit, they are on the program. They're not meeting in person or doing anything suicidal like that. But even after her church was was doing Zoom meetings and stuff like that, she still, it didn't sink in for her until Brian Kemp, the fucking governor of Georgia, did a press conference. When the fucking middle-aged white man started telling her like this, she literally covered her mouth and she was like, oh, this this really is serious. And I looked at her like, that's what I've been trying to tell you for three (laughs) weeks. (laughs) <laughs> uh, this man came out here and said it with a southern accent and suddenly the cl- the, the clouds opened and it was ser- i should just talk like this <laughs> the, rest of, the rest of this episode so that people will take me a little more seriously when i say donate to the patreon or some shit like that <laughs> it was gone y'all it was appalling um so i think and to bring it back to the current events, I think Trump's the same way. I think he doesn't didn't really believe in the virus until like there was a certain body count. He was like, "Oh, this this really is a real thing." He thought it was a Democrat hoax, and that was his real thoughts on the matter. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a mess, and now he's just starting to get on like understand it. And by now, it's too fucking late. Uh, and I feel like it's gonna be like it's like that all the time. It sucks.
1: Yeah, it's very just frustrating at times kind of like navigating all this weird shit I don't know how to going quit. on and like it's like you say Trump himself he's the perfect example in a way because he you know blah 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 you know you can follow this timeline of him just like saying all this crazy shit for months basically about coronavirus and then it's finally real and he's like oh oh geez like This is bad. You know,
0: it's really bad. And unfortunately, our entire political system is like that, except even slower, because now we're not just moving individual people. We're trying to move institutions. And yeah, the government can get together and do something. But the people involved, they don't know what being poor is like. Like, here's a good example. Hillary Clinton. And I actually think she meant well when she made this post. She she made a post attacking Trump. And she was like, you don't <laughs> understand. This this virus shit is a real emergency. And what you need to do is open up the Obamacare marketplace so that people can buy health insurance. Bitch, people don't have jobs right now. What are you saying? She, like, again, I'm sure she she, in her head, like, thought she was... Like, yeah, people need health insurance. It's really bad. People might get sick. She doesn't understand, like, what would you buy the health insurance with? People don't have money. The unemployment numbers are at record levels. People don't have jobs. Um, There's just nobody in that.
1: Stimulus checks might be coming, but there's a a lot of people that might not qualify. And also, there's reports... There's reports that these checks aren't going to be sent to most people till maybe like August. August and
2: September. It's, it's insane.
1: August. It is. It is April. It is the beginning of April right now. And you're telling me that I need to hold out for a little bit of money until August. Like if the check was coming right away. Okay. Like that could actually pay a good bit of rent or things like that. But if it's not coming till August, that ain't shit. That's nothing.
0: Real shit. Real shit. If somebody has a financial crisis in uh, April, they might not even have that addressed by August. They'll be like eating out of a dumpster by August. You gotta send that shit to the fucking P.O. box or a library for them to pick it up. Fuck you Mean a check by August. That's insane. And a lot of people, like Leia, don't even qualify for this shit at all.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's fucking extremely frustrating to think about. And this, okay, so about this Hillary tweet thing, uh, I saw some people kind of talking about like, well, you know, maybe you could at least say, and these are people that aren't like neolibs or anything. Like they're just trying to like kind of feel things out the way we do often on this show. Like, you know, that you could at least say that even if Hillary would have handled other things poorly, that she probably would have handled this better than Trump. But I had to kind of point out, that this is like okay we don't really do like the shadow government thing here in america per se but if we did hillary would be shadow president 100 percent. and mm-hmm. that like that is kind of like speaking to her influence as much as anything else not even just the fact that she was the presumptive
0: nominee actually barack but, obama would be the shadow president but i'll let you have hillary as an example. well
1: okay yeah we could make that debate but we won't right now um <laughs> But let's say Hillary for the moment, she's basically, she, even if she wasn't president, like she would be in like, a, in effect, like the shadow government, if that was like a thing that we did here. Right. And, and for those of you listening who don't know what the fuck I'm even saying right now, the shadow government in the UK is the the biggest opposition party, Um, kind of like creates their own like kind of fake cabinet and uh sort of like. Rolls out policy proposals uh, from that entity down and things like that, and sort of like you know, like, but just generally kind of talks do about do like
2: if we were in government, right? If right.
1: we were in if we were in power, this is what we would be doing. Here's how that contrasts against what's getting done. Blah blah. <clears throat> Hillary kind of has that position right now where she can be like, "This is what I would be doing." differently, or this is what we would be doing differently if blah, blah, or, you know, whatever. Um And she has influence over a lot of people who would listen to that kind of stuff. And that's exemplified by a tweet like this. She's, she's sort of in that position, okay? So here's the thing about being in shadow government. Is that you can promise anything you can go fucking wild you can make the people scream your fucking name while you promise them stuff that you know if you were actually in office that you might not do hillary's wildest fucking fantasy is let's open the obama markets back uh, up
0: it's it's sad yeah. it's really bad like She literally could have got on
1: Twitter and been like, if I was in office, we'd have health care for all right now, and every American would be covered under a stimulus package, blah. You know, she could have just gone off. And everyone would have been like, yes, queen. She would have gotten seven bazillion up, you know, retweets and blah, blah. And, like, it would have gone absolutely nuts all over the Internet, and everyone would have been like, yes, this is who we should have had for president. But instead, because she is shackled by the machinations of neoliberal economics, she is like, this is her wild fantasy, is that the, the markets would be open right now for us to buy fucking insurance.
0: so telling that, that her imagination does not even stretch that far to even allow her to be popular in her own, like, to just say some shit and get some fucking retweets and have some popularity. Right now, Bernie Sanders is the shadow nominee of the Democratic Party. And um, he is saying some things that are actually relevant and at a scale to combat the challenges that we are facing. Uh, it's obviously going to be Joe Biden, who is not running on anything. The the it's contrast is not Trump. He's not even criticizing Trump's handling of the virus because he doesn't want this to be political. So he wants to be above politics, yet run for president somehow. So he hasn't said, like... Donald Trump is getting Americans killed. Donald Trump is uh, anti-science. Donald Trump uh, is too stupid to listen to doctors. Uh, So we are running our national security on old wives' tales. What the hell is wrong with him? Just basic stuff that you would say if you wanted to get rid of a president. But he doesn't want to do all that. He's a Democrat, and he's completely broken, and he's completely intimidated. And he is trying out for the West Wing, or his consultants have got him doing so. And there's nothing else. It's just sad. So, Kennedy, we've done this rant with Rachel. Um, you told us before we went on air that you wanted to make an announcement.
1: What? <laughs> That's a funny way to put it. Uh, <laughs> like, it's, you make it sound so dramatic, but... I guess I did want to get into this a little bit um, at some point, like I know that uh, when I wasn't here, y'all already talked about this a little bit. But you know, I I was definitely planning to do and I I may still do this, honestly, but like, I was definitely planning to do like a, a tactical voting episode and like kind of encourage people to, you know, maybe hold their nose and vote for Biden in some states, depending on where you were in the situation, not necessarily like I wasn't going to say anybody had to do it, but just, like, here's why you might think about it. And, like, I was going to give some benefit of the doubt to the idea that electing any Democrat could be better than Trump right now, Um, which, like, I don't generally buy too much into that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, you have to look at the reality of the situation, and uh, there's definitely more of a chance... Uh, of my voice being heard under Democratic leadership than Republican, no matter how you slice it. So, you know, I was kind of on the fence of, like, not necessarily encouraging people to vote for Biden per se, but encouraging a tactical voting that would potentially include Joe Biden. At this point, I'm on the never Biden train. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Like I really tried, I really fucking tried to sort of like go out there and wade into the waters with like some neo-lib uh, politicos and like figure out how we were gonna maybe try to build some coalition that keeps Trump out of office. Um, and these people just fucking suck. I don't know what else to say. Like I, I try so hard, and I am so incredibly patient when I'm dealing with these people, and yet like the the. The the vileness, the toxicity of how they've just denounced the progressives and also like the way that they're handling the Tara Reid thing. I can't stand it. I'm just I'm over it. Um, It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Supporting Biden is disgusting. The people that do it can't do it without being disgusting.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to come back to Tara. Well, go ahead, Leah.
1: I mean fucking fundamentally I've
2: talked about this the democrats don't give a shit about you and they don't give a shit about anything that they say they do I'm of half a mind that they don't that they didn't actually believe Christian Blasey Ford uh, was raped by Brett Kavanaugh they just thought it would be politically convenient and they thought it would be good for them It would score them points if uh, they pretended that they believed it. Because uh, a bunch of these neo-lipparch geeks deleted their posts about Christine Blasey Ford once Tara Reid started kicking up because they didn't want the rhetoric used against them. Because it's not about believing women. It's about their own power and serving their aims. Democrats don't give... A shit about you. And you may have morals, you may have principles, but they don't. And they'll lie to you. And they'll lie and tell you that they support everything that you do. And that it's all going to be fine, that you should vote blue and they'll serve your interests, but they won't. They never have and they never will. So vote green, vote libertarian, vote PSL if you want. Leave it blank. Don't show up. Just don't vote for a rapist come November.
0: Well, listen. So. First of all, I got to say, for me, it's relieving that uh, 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 we're not being pandered to at all. It's like a breath of fresh air. I love that they're that, that the Biden campaign is not making any kind of overtures. I really hope that it stays like that for the rest of the summer and the fall. Maybe it'll change if they start falling behind. It'll be like, well, what can we adopt to like, pick up some youth? But I love being completely out of the Process um, that means I don't have to have like conversations urging people to vote one way or another. I don't have to be like, well, this person's actually pretty good. I don't. I don't have to do any of that. And I can just focus on the things that really matter, which is like electing people in Congress, getting people in their houses, giving people food, um, and the White House can just do what it does. Look, the Democrats have have decided just through their actions that they want a very old and very white electorate, uh, and that they think that they can win with that electorate by swinging right and picking up uh, maybe never Trump Republicans and Maddow voters and, and Maddow viewers. And maybe we're just wrong. And maybe there are just so many never Trump Republicans and suburban women that are now voting for Democrats because they don't like Trump's manners like maybe we're the ones that don't know what's going on and we're not plugged in hopefully that's the case that way we don't have to morally engage with any of this at all um as far as biden goes so this is going to be a gross statement but it's a little bit like like eating roast beef or something like that by the time that you get to voting for an american president you've already compromised yourself so far beyond the moral event horizon that there's no good vote to make necessarily. I mean, you voted for Hillary Clinton like four years ago. And here's someone who literally committed war crimes as Secretary of State. You voted for Barack Obama. Here's somebody who literally committed war crimes as president. Um so there's not I, I don't I mean the grotesque nature of the crime is is so intimate, but like in terms of voting for the president, you're I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to vote for somebody as president who I considered like a good person, like Obama in a way, I suppose. And I liked Obama in, in 2012. I just told myself, well, he's doing what he has to do. I, You know, that is kind of a mess because we're we're in the same space that a lot of these people who are still thinking about voting for Biden are now. So I guess what I'd say is I would just like to be left out of the entire presidential discourse. I'm not sure what I'm going to do in the ballot box. I have so little hope but luckily i live in a red state so my vote doesn't mean anything anyway so maybe in a few months we'll come back and we'll have that tactical voting discussion mm-hmm. but uh i i just feel I think lucky. the only
2: the only tactical voting discussion we can have
0: is greener like, psl
2: yeah yeah, vote green if they're close to five percent in your state. If they aren't, vote whoever the fuck you want. As bad as the
0: greens then, are, then, you know, the Georgia Green Party has like a lot of turfs in the Georgia Green Party. So it's yeah, like very transphobic. Yeah, so it's like there's no, they're, 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 we're all in the no gears of this machine. And the machine is bleeding to death, and we're all trapped on the inside.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> so yeah, where so are you back voting? to God's? It's a discussion yeah. that we <laughs> have <laughs> to have.
2: Okay. So
1: here's the th- okay. Here's the thing about the 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 Tara Reed thing, though. Why this is like where I'm drawing the line at this point. It's not just that he did it and that makes him a bad person. It, this is true, you know, like that doing it makes him a bad person. And that I believe that he did it, but it's that the the systematic sort of nature of how these types of crimes are covered up is so problematic. That, like, it has to be addressed when it can be. Uh, This is a great time for us to take a step forward if we actually give a shit about, like, the Me Too movement and accountability of people in power. Um, And instead, all I've seen from people who support Biden is disgusting steps backwards And I will not I will not form a political alliance with those people because it's not just about Joe Biden. When Joe Biden gets away with it, well, there's some congressperson, you know, I'm sorry, not congressperson. Normally, I try to use the generic, but in this case, I'm going to say congressman. There's some congressman who is right now trying to decide whether they're going to fucking sexually harass one of their interns or not and Joe Biden getting away with it is the green light for that guy. So fuck you if you are not willing to take this seriously. And the other thing is that I've already been through this with these some of these same people because of Al Franken. And so I already know what their intentions are and like it's it they're disgusting. The intentions are disgusting. The intentions are to cover up for a powerful man to let him off the hook completely. Um cuz let's be real, like it's not even like he's gonna be the nominee, but we're also gonna do something to hold him accountable. Like there's some middle ground that's gonna happen oh. here. He's going to be let off the hook completely.
0: Once becomes um, the nominee, it'll be like you can't criticize him. He's the Democratic Party nominee. Do you, you want gotta, to you Trump? Gotta have you
2: gotta have party unity. You gotta vote blue no matter who. That's what we've been telling you. It's like as soon as fucker, we're never we were, we were never Democrats. So, I was sir. never
0: a Democrat. You thought that they're using this shit as a bludgeon now. As soon as Bernie drops out, they will be like ten times more intense. There's only Biden and Trump. And you gotta vote against Trump and Trump. Bad. And and let's say Biden gets elected. Well, it won't be any time for that now because then it'll be like he's trying to uh get his agenda. He's gotta stop Mitch McConnell. Do you want Mitch McConnell to stop uh the paid family leave act? Do you hate women? Uh so that'll be the thing. And then in We'll be talking about the midterms and, oh, you want the Republicans to take over the House? So when you get, when you set on for that, you're setting on for eight years. And that eight years is going to include climate change and all this other kind of shit. I mean, there's so, it's, it's pretty depressing. There's little to get out of it. What I will say, and this is like for me, I'm the, I guess I'm the most resigned to like, look, I've been, we've been eating shit for a long time. What's more shit? But, This is pretty close to the breaking point for me. I think Bloomberg was my original, like, all right, I'm out of here. The not Biden himself, but the response to Biden, actually Biden himself in the light of the revelations. But I mean, Biden like two months ago, right? Um, It's not just the getting fucked on policy. I think it's more the getting fucked on culture. It's more like we've spent the last five years talking about accountability and systematic change. And it's just like the same ghouls are getting back in. So we're getting so little from a cultural perspective with this person and his accusations getting into office that it's like, boy, we should probably opt out of this. Um, I will say, this is making me think about local situations. One of the things that I heard so much when discussing uh, Alyssa Milano on Twitter was this erases everything. This makes in everything she's done a lie. She's made it hypocrisy. And that hypocrisy, I want people to keep in mind that that hypocrisy doesn't go away when it's you. Everybody who's listening to this uh, podcast is going to have a situation where sexual assault is close to them. And there's a case that's close to them. And in the same way that Alyssa Milano has interests, you might have interests. And in the same way Alyssa Milano has friends, you might have friends. There might be people you've hanging out with and taken pictures with. Um, think about the rage that people feel towards uh Alyssa Milano on the behalf of a person that they've never met. And think about how they're gonna feel when it's maybe you running interference for somebody that assaulted like one of their friends or somebody that they know, even the accusation, even if they believe, it, you know, whatever. Um, this is not me saying, you know, that there shouldn't be a process of justice, obviously, but just that the denialism and the work to kneecap a person before they have even like had a fair hearing um, shouldn't just be limited to you being mad at a soap opera actress. It should lead to self-examination of the way that we, people who claim to be like above this, treat sexual assault. Because let's face it, in leftist spaces, sexual assault is not universally condemned. It is often protected um, for most of the same reasons that Alyssa Milano is... You know, running interference now, personal relationships, personal friendships. You don't want to look like a mean person. You don't want to look reflective. There's a political cost, all these things. So think about this situation when it's you, because if you're on the left and you are around human beings, odds are eventually it will be. Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: That sums it up really well, honestly. It just, you're going to, yeah. You're going to run into this and you're going to have to make these decisions. And the thing is, is like the minute that you start having two standards about it is like the minute that, you know, you start taking that step towards covering up for that problematic friend of yours that's, you know, harming people and like. I'm not saying that the people listening to this show are going to be that person doing the covering up necessarily. But what I'm saying is you might be around people that you know are covering for other people. Even it might be removed to that extent. And you have to make decisions about what to do even in situations like that. And yeah, so if if somebody right now is vehemently defending Biden at all costs, and using the same language that they would condemn if it was a conservative saying the exact same shit about, you know, any number of people who have come forward in the last few years that are acceptable for them to come forward politically. Um, then, like, you know, if, if people around you are using language like that, uh, you need to watch out for around those fucking people. I'm sorry to say.
0: Yeah, it's no fucking bueno. So listen, uh we can we can wrap here, but would you guys like to spend maybe like five or six minutes like running through some of the top items of the day? I'll call on you guys, we give some hot takes because I know everybody doesn't want to end on such a I mean look, all of the news I, I is down a, right now. I have
2: now. a fun I have a funny yeah. bit that we can end on. A message to the libs. You got it. so um give me a second. A message to all the liberals watching this show. This is a message from the past in April 2020, and you're probably listening to this after the election of November, where Donald Trump was reelected, and you're desperately searching for some reason to not blame yourselves. And it's fine, because we did it. The three of us single-handedly reelected Donald Trump by marshalling our legions of supporters to vote for third-party candidates or to not (laughs) vote at
0: all it is our fault it. entirely we did it we're off the hook there is no need for self-examination I keep cashing those checks boys uh,
2: uh
1: I, I hope rachel maddow will tirades on msnbc if you keep putting these uh these white nerds up for election <laughs> in about seven or eight more election cycles cool. one of them might come within some percent of winning i don't know
0: Blue Wave 2022. You guys keep at it.
1: 2022. No, no. Blue Wave 2048. Oh goodness. Yeah. will win well.
2: sometime. But we in the meantime, it's, it's entirely happened. our it's fault. You just get you <laughs> right. just gotta keep shifting right. You just gotta keep shifting right, and that'll win. But in the meantime, it's our fault. And that's about it. That's that's everything from us here in April third, twenty twenty. Thank you for listening to Not Safe for Wonks, Lay Rose. And
0: buchanan
1: i'm kennedy cooper if you don't follow the show it's at nsf wonks on twitter uh you can also find us on facebook just search for not safe for wonks and uh i know that a lot of you are financially struggling with coronavirus and and i totally get that so like if you are fucking way put out by this pandemic then don't feel guilty as i mentioned the patreon but I have to mention that we ourselves the people who make this show some of us are put out by the pandemic and if you support the Patreon it might help us to you know keep kind of pushing forward through this so if you are in the position of working from home and you have a cushy job or you know that that stimulus check is coming you know
0: <laughs> direct through, deposit yeah
1: direct deposit and it's 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 on its way uh maybe slide us a couple of bucks because you know, there's costs to running this show. And there's also, it turns out, costs to living. Can and I, uh, it,
0: it I, would be I, nice I,
1: to have a little help with that
0: sometimes. That's an excellent point. May I briefly interrupt you? I'd like of to course. do something that we haven't done very often on this show, and I don't think we've ever done. Let's give some shout outs, because we've got patrons right now. That's so, right. I want to give some shout outs. Pat Poole, five bucks a month. Andrew Frank, Zan, Jennifer Cannon, uh, Cross and Fulmer. Charlie Madison Winters with the big $1 per month, a former guest. Love that. Uh, Edelsby Barticles, longtime patron, longtime sponsor, I believe responsible for Cuck. Uh, AP Terminator. Yeah, we love you, Reed. Uh, and Circa Flynn chipping in a dollar, which is love amazing because he lives in a no horse town. Love all the patrons uh lao tong everybody's great please join this list become a patreon it's 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 past time you've been listening to all this content you know you love it let's go Mm
1: -hmm. thank you so much for listening as always and we'll see you next time
0: yeah see you
2: bye bye